0: Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, non-profit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hello, welcome back. So years ago, there was a musical, a Broadway musical, and it traveled around the, the world, actually. It was pretty famous in its day. It was called Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. And it was predominantly about Jewish, Yiddish culture in Russia, I believe. And uh, one of the big songs in that was tradition 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 and uh, and it was very important and they emphasized it you know and the reason that came to mind to me is because last sunday i heard a a sermon from a evangelical baptist pastor who uh, has a, a phd so he's an academic. He's supposed to know a bunch of things. And uh, and he does. But it's interesting. When he opened up his sermon, Is he had some more or less derogatory things to say about Jewish tradition. And what I find interesting about that is that most pastors slash teachers slash scholars that have derogatory things to say about Jewish tradition don't really understand Jewish tradition. And the reason I say that is because years ago I had a, a really fascinating, fantastic conversation with a Baptist evangelical Ph.D. who was an Old Testament scholar. And he had a very different approach. And I respect, his, respect him a lot. But he told me, he said, Look, I know a lot of things and I tried to share some of these things with a church one time and they almost ran me off. <laughs> and what he was talking about was positive things concerning Jewish history, culture, and tradition. And here's the kicker there's a double standard when it comes to the word tradition. Because you have to ask, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Tradition. Because tradition takes in a lot of stuff. Now, more often than not, when... Pastors go on a tangent against tradition, and specifically Jewish tradition. They usually are talking about uh, Mark chapter seven, and of course it's in the other Gospels, I believe, also uh, Luke and uh, Matthew. But here's the thing: in this the the I'm not going to go through that whole chapter but I do want to point out a few verses and first of all in chapter in Mark chapter 7 verse 1 says verse 1 says now when the the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem okay what have I mentioned I've mentioned before, any time you're talking about Pharisees, any time you're talking about scribes, Sadducees, Pharisees in particular, because they get huge amount of bad press, you have to ask where, where these people are. Where did they come from? Why is that? Because, number one, there were Pharisees all over. Israel. And not every one of them agreed with each other. At all. These Pharisees came from Jerusalem. Okay, who's in Jerusalem? The temple. The temple authorities. The high priests. The Sadducees. All of these guys basically had overbearing criminal, in many cases, activity going on. And they had a massive amount of ego and a massive amount of hypocrisy. Because they were crime bosses, basically, and they were telling people, Oh, what the, you need to do this. But anyway, according in this story, in Mark chapter 7, Uh, They come and they're, you know, talking to Jesus because they're a little, you know, put out with Jesus' behavior and his disciples' behavior. And and, in Mark 7, verse 5, it says, And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do you, why do your disciples, excuse me, not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Okay, so the issue is they didn't wash their hands before they ate. All right. Now, People nowadays, even nowadays, would say, Ah, you know, that's a pretty good practice. Well, yeah, it is. But, here's the kicker. That's not something that was nailed down in Jewish literature, in the Mishnah, at that point in time. In the Mishnah, it does mention washing your hands after a meal. And by the way, if you want to check this out, I highly recommend a book called... Every Man's Talmud by by Cohen and the issue is this and and here's the catch here's the catch tradition of the elders the elders were the people in charge there this wasn't nailed down at that point in time In the oral teaching. And it's not mentioned in the Old Testament, by the way. I mean, in the five books of Moses. It's not mentioned. Okay. So, here's what you got. You have a group of Pharisees. Yes. These guys are full of themselves. Why? Because these guys are from Jerusalem. Why? And they're from Jerusalem, and they're kind of into the temple Life and the temple life was, you know, you do what we say, not as we do, kind of thing. The high priests and the Sadducees and all these, all these guys. And by the way, Sadducees and Pharisees didn't get along a whole lot. But there were Pharisees that were full of hypocrisy. But you have to look at where they're coming from. Now Jesus, of course, comes back. With you know, and, and gives them a uh, a verbal smackdown, in which is basically he says, look, you know, you, you circumvent the teaching of God with your tradition. And in Mark seven nine, it says, he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Now, why is tradition such a horrible thing? We have made it a curse word, literally, and it's crazy. Everything's got tradition. Good night, everything. Golf has tradition, uh, football, what Americans call soccer, has tradition. Everything's got a tradition. Baptists, and this is what really gets me, Baptists have a tradition. They have their own tradition. They're full of traditions. Why, Why do I say that? Well, because where is it written in the Bible you have to license someone to preach the Word of God? Nowhere. Well, okay, where'd it come from? Well, they thought it up. My golly, maybe that's a tradition. Where does it say you actually have to ordain someone for them to do something? Well, is the word ordination in the Bible? No. No, not exactly. It is for high priests and stuff. But in the New Testament, not so much. We have traditions. And that's why you have 5,000 different denominations. Why is it that some people sprinkle for baptism and some people immerse? It's church tradition. We got traditions. And then we're pointing fingers at the Jewish group, at the Jewish uh, system, at their faith. Good grief, that's crazy. You know, and, and and you know what? It's a kicker. The kicker is that's hypocrisy, that's pride, that's arrogance. For an evangelical Protestant person to to slam Jewish tradition is arrogant hypocrisy in its absolute best or worst, however you want to say it. Now, here's here's something that'll just blow your mind. 2 Thessalonians 3.6 2 Thessalonians This is the Apostle Paul Now he says Now we command you brothers In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ That you keep away from any brother Who is walking in idleness Or not according to the Tradition That we received That you received from us Whoa Wait a minute Hold on, hold on The Apostle Paul had a tradition? Yeah, he sure did. And you know what? He shared it with the Thessalonians. And guess what else? In the Greek, it is the same word. it's tradition okay so i'm going to have to i'm going to have to back up a second because that's not the same word in the greek but it is a word that does indicate a tradition from the fathers okay a handed down tradition Wait, I'm sorry. Nope, I'm right. I'm totally right. Yep, that is. The word tradition is paradosis. That's the Greek word for tradition. And it's the same word in the New Testament. So, that being the case, the Apostle Paul had a tradition, and he handed it down. So, here's, here's what the difference is. The difference is, is and, and you're going to see this phrase, especially in Mark chapter 7, the tradition of the elders. Now, the elders were the leaders of that point, of that area, of that time. And they had little local traditions that they did that were not uniform across the entire country of Israel. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, And Jesus has issues with their little local traditions and these guys getting all picky because people weren't doing things the way they wanted it done. That would be something similar to... Oh, if you're bi- baptizing somebody, you've got to baptize them with your right hand, not your left hand. Because the right hand's the right way to do it, because that's the right hand. Yeah. Or if you're sprinkling somebody, well, you've got to sprinkle them with your right hand and not your left hand. Yeah. It's, it's getting that picky. Okay? You know, Every church has traditions. Every denomination has traditions. But here's my point. They use that word... And by they, I mean evangelical pastors use that word to beat the Jewish brethren over the head. And that is wrong. It's wrong, and it's arrogant, and it's prideful, and God will resist it and make you pay for it. So, how should we look at tradition? You know, is every tradition biblically sound? I don't know, it's Christmas? A lot of times we do things a certain way because that's the way things were decided to do, you know, by a group of people. And that is a tradition. What amazes me is, is why we beat the Jewish Jewish faith up so much, the Jewish you know, I really don't like calling it the Jewish faith because it sounds like it's separated somehow because Jesus was Jewish but the issue is, is we beat them up over that, but Jesus was a Jew, he understood all this stuff, so why do we pound on him over that, and why do we have these sermons where we're, we're just going, you know on and on about traditions, like, we don't have them. So, and, and by the way, just, just as a, if, if you want to do a little word search, try to look the word tradition up in the Old Testament. Guess what? It ain't there. Not the word Tradition. Because Jewish background, at least, is based on a biblical thought. There are a lot of traditions that absolutely make no sense because, and by that I mean Protestant traditions that make no sense because they're not based on on biblical anything. But still, let's Look at tradition. And by the way, if you look at the traditions of wherever you're at, whatever denomination you're in, you know, check it out. That's a matter of personal faith. Check out your traditions. See if they're biblical. And if you don't think they are, then you have you, know, you can make a decision okay I'm not going to do this tradition because I don't think it's biblical or yes I am. And by the way, there are people that don't celebrate Christmas because Christmas you know uh, they don't see the festival of Christmas in the Bible. And personally, I'm not going to go that far. I happen to love celebrating Christmas. the Nativity. Did it happen December 25th? No. I I think all the information says no. no. But here's the thing. You can still celebrate a tradition and, and get benefit and blessing from it. But the thing is, before you go lambasting somebody before you get super hypercritical about somebody else's tradition take a real good look at it and see it for what it is especially if it's the Bible and the Pharisees and the Jewish people because that has been a source of Protestant poking and agitating for centuries, and I don't personally understand why it hadn't stopped. Because to me, it just makes no sense. But anyway, if this sounds real critical, doesn't? It's not necessarily made to, to be that way. It's hurtful in ways, and it, and it pains me that. We uh, lambast Jesus' people. And we really, unfortunately, don't know as much as we should about them. But that doesn't stop preachers from slamming them anyway. So... I want to encourage you, though, keep on in your Bible study be sure that you're looking at the passages in their context, both in the language, in the culture, and in the history. Because if you do that, then you you can look at the Word of God with the right kind of glasses, and I guarantee you, it will absolutely open up like a flower in front of you. And it'll blow your mind. It'll it'll just absolutely, you'll see things you've never seen before. God will show them to you. And it's just because you begin to understand that it's a Jewish book. (laughs) Old and new. I don't like those terms, but the whole Bible. It's a Jewish book. Anyway Keep on Keeping on And may God bless Every effort you make To do His will in His word Thank you for listening To this edition of Speak It On If you would like to Support this ministry Then please go to Patreon Under L.A. Blackburn May God bless Every effort You make To do His will in his word.